In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hello and welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is episode 131, Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations. Tell us who the artist is. Oh, this, this is song. one very talented. Talented artiste, you artiste. might say. You might be confused by the name he chose that his creativity might be lacking because he went ahead and went with Marky Mark. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And the Funky Bunch. And named the song... For a song that already existed by yeah. the Beach Boys. Uh-huh. So, yeah, not a lot of... Okay, right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. But yes, in case you didn't hear that, let's say that again. Marky Mark, Mark. and the Funky Bunch. And the Funky Bunch. I imagine there's a lot of people that didn't know that Mark Wahlberg was in a band right? called Marky Mark, Mark and the Funky, Funky Bunch. Bunch. Yeah, I think that that gets glossed over sometimes. Mm-hmm. That he wore went shirtless and had his underwear out of his jeans mm-hmm. all the time, just getting in on stage. Mm-hmm. It was really like Magic Mike before Magic Mike. It was. And it was an offshoot of New Kids on the Block because his brother was way more famous at the time. Yeah. 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 Do you think that you might know this because Mike is a huge fan. He is. Um, Mm -hmm. At Wahlburgers, is there Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch memorabilia? Yes. Is there really? Mm -hmm. Like what? Like underwear? (laughs) No. There's like (laughs) posters and stuff. And then their ceilings are like these dot steel cut... And they have all of the movies and shows and everything that any of the brothers have ever worked wow. on. Wow. So it would be like Blue Bloods and all the names of just like all of Mark's movies. And I guarantee that Marky Mark and the, the Funky Bunch is in there. New Kids on the Block is in there. And then they have like posters going down the hallways to the bathroom that are mm-hmm. just different. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm glad that he's not ashamed of his past. I don't think he should be. Because I mean, it gave us this song, <laughs> which did. is old. 
uh, a song. It's a song. It's a song. It's a song. It's a vibe. It's it is a vibe, which is what this I theme was going is, right? for. Yeah, right. I was saying that we need to do a theme where it, the book has a vibe. Yes, like or there's a vibe throughout it. Or it's and, a large element of the story or yes, something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and everyone's talking about vibes these days anyway. Vibes, yes. yes. Vibes are, they're trendy. Yes. I mean, you and I are a vibe. <laughs> yeah, we we're are a vibe. We are a vibe. A big vibe. I don't know how we would describe our vibe necessarily, except to say that we are a vibe. We're a vibe, and it might be different every time. We don't really know. Right. It, right. We go where the vibe takes us. <laughs> you can't. You can't force the vibe. Can we even define vibe? No, I no, can't. No, I can't either. I can't either. It's like pornography. You know it when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you think that's the legal definition since for a while that was the legal definition of porn? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I know when I see it. Well, I know it when I see it. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I think you just know when there's a vibe. You know when there's a vibe. Yeah. I bet the kids have a different definition of vibe than we would as middle-aged women. Probably. Yeah. But I'm not interested in their <laughs> definition. <laughs> We're strictly interested in Gen X yeah. definitions. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, Aaron, I got a question for you. Yeah. I mean, we, we tried to define vibe and came up short. Yeah. We're in but time. do you think you can... Describe how one goes about creating a vibe. I don't. I don't think you can. Okay. I think that's what's elusive about a vibe. Yeah. I think people try, mm-hmm. but we've all been at a party where someone tried to create a vibe and it's not working, it's and not everybody's kind of like, "Oh, this is weird." Yeah. A vibe, I feel like, just happens, it and does. it happens because of the people you put together, or the situation, or everybody's moods that day, or whatever. But mm-hmm. there, there's a vibe, but you can't really do anything to create it or control it. Yeah. This feels like a, some sort of animal, like some wild animal. It is kind that of. Is just gonna, it feels almost like a cat because yeah. the cat's going to do whatever the fuck they want. Right. The cat's going to yes. roll around yes. and going to create a vibe and that yeah. vibe will be ever shifting and ever changing. Yeah. You never know. You never know what it's going to be. Okay. Like I, there's certain things you know that there's going to be a vibe. Like if you take your kids to Disney World, you know that's a vibe. Mm-hmm. But you can't do anything to create or control that vibe. You sure can. It can't. just is what it is. It is what it you is. You just got to roll with it. And I think yeah. that's true of a lot of places. Like you can go into anywhere and there can be a vibe that you didn't know you were walking into. Yeah. That you can't control. That yeah. you can't. All you can do is leave. There's that's, like a rural and urban vibe too. Yes. You yeah. go into oh, a city yeah. uh-huh. and you'll feel a certain way and you go out into the countryside and you're like, oh, I don't know if I feel safe out here. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Different restaurants have vibes. Sure do. Different, just even places. I mean, you can go in the library and get a vibe. You sure can. You can go into a gas station and get a vibe. Oh boy, you can. Yeah. You can get a vibe in your car by yourself. <laughs> you can start your own vibe. <laughs> yeah. You can try. Yeah. I, I think it's all over the board. That's I think, what I think. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if we were trying to drill down and maybe describe it a little better, what kind of vibe do you want in like a social setting? I want a sitting vibe. So <laughs> <laughs> I used to be more of a standing vibe. You know, like you go into like a bar or uh-huh. a club and you stand because there's a lot of people and it's just, there's not necessarily a seat. And also you're hopped up on, you know, music and alcohol and you're okay. like, I want to stand. <sighs> that was a short lived I never vibe. had a standing vibe. Yeah. And then after a while I was like, no, no, my vibe is more sitting. I want to yeah. sit 
and I want to chat. Yes. I want to sit and chat. Sit and chat. And I want a comfortable sit. I want a comfortable seat. Yeah. Don't give me some flimsy flim flam chair. No. I want a comfortable no. place for my ass. Yes. I want optimal loudness. That's important. Right? That is important. Because I will say, after 20 years of going to concerts, my ears are shot. Yeah. I can't hear shit anymore. That's fair. That's fair. So I need optimal loudness. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want a time limit. We got to set a time limit for this social setting, for Mm -hmm. this vibe, Uh or else the vibe runs out. The vibe is is like Cinderella and turning back into a pumpkin at midnight, whatever. You have to know it turning back into a pumpkin. <laughs> I think the carriage turned back into yes, a pumpkin. Yes, That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're right. If you don't get out before the vibe runs out, that can be a whole nother weird it's a vibe. Whole weird and vibe. It can ruin the original vibe. It really can. It can ruin the feelings you got from the original vibe. Which is another way or another reason for an Irish goodbye. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. When you just peace out mm-hmm. right when the vibe is hot. Yeah. Right when the vibe is still feeling the vibe. That's when you, you get gotta out. You got to peace out and disappear before the vibe turns. Yes. Yeah. And in that way, you're kindly contributing to the vibe. You sure are. You're bowing down and saying, I'm letting everyone else continue the vibe. Yeah. Right. I bow to your greatness vibe and I will see you on the next vibe. <laughs> I wonder if I should start a count of how many times we say vibe. Oh, it's throughout. a lot It's going to be a lot. It's going to be so many it, times. It's going to lose its meaning by the time oh, we're done. Oh, it's already done. Yeah, it's already <laughs> So in summation, uh-huh. I want to sit. That's my vibe. That's the best vibe. I want to sit for a, a limited amount of time. I like With that. other people. Agreed. And then I want to go home and sit on my own. All that sounds like what it should and be. And maybe doing. have a cat sit on me. Yeah. Double sitting. Double sitting while sitting. something sits on vibe. me. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's actually perfect for a vibe. So got another question for you, Aaron. Yeah. Is there a time you remember mm-hmm. when... The people were not the best, okay? Mm-hmm. But the vibe was spot on. Yes. Okay. It, this is a weird one. Okay. So, so hang in there with me. But a few years ago, Mike and I went to like the 90s hits oh, tour concert yes, at yes. the Iowa State Fair. Uh-huh. Now, as you would expect, that's going to attract a wide oh range of people. That feels like a whole mishmash of vibes. It was. Okay. But the actual vibe from the stage sort of took all these people that didn't belong together and all this weird vibe and sort of made it a 90s vibe. And, and remind us who worked. all was on the bill. Uh, we got Tone Loke. We okay. got Salt and Pepper and Spinderella. Oh, boy. Um, vanilla Ice. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. it was like all the greats from that era. And the best part was like, you didn't have to sit through sets of songs that they personally <laughs> loved. You just got to hear the hits because there right. were so many people. Yeah. And until you have Vanilla Ice pouring water Water, like he used to pour champagne uh-huh, uh-huh. out of a water bottle singing Ice Ice Baby. I don't know if you can fully understand what a vibe that is. Yeah, that's a good point. And it really collectively made a vibe where like the people were off, like not who you would put in the puzzle. But then they the vibe from the stage, the 90s vibe was so strong. Yeah. And everybody's sense of nostalgia was so strong that it was like, this is a great vibe. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it overcame probably yes. some real weirdos in the audience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And created a collective good vibe. Yeah. I'm not like the type of person that will dance and sing in public uh-huh. regularly. And like me, Mike, the other people were with everyone was out of their seat. Everybody was singing. Everybody was dancing. It was great. That's excellent. Yeah. I've heard from some other people we know 
that went to that show. Very similar experience. Also, they were very hungover the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they drank like it was the 90s. As Yeah. I mean, you don't have a choice really yeah. in that situation. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got Tone Loke singing Funky Cole Medina on stage. You, there's some things you have to do to, you know. Also, I think that was late 80s. What's happening? Yeah, 90s. yeah, yeah. It was a, it you're was fudging the a, fudging the years a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, they they yeah kind of gripped us in there. Now, if only they had had uh, Skilo, Skilo. Oh, I Sing, wish. I yeah, wish. Yeah, yes. well, that would have been that would have been really good. What if they had Mace and Puff Daddy? Oh my gosh, I don't think Puff Daddy would ever lower himself. That's a good point. Is it P Diddy or Puff Daddy? Which one did he switch to? Is he was Puff Daddy and then he switched to P Diddy, right? <laughs> yeah. Is he back again? No, I don't okay. know. Well, he was on a know. Super Bowl commercial. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But I just I couldn't remember which way it switched. It hmm. was a P you know what I mean? Didn't he date J Lo? He a while? did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what he feels about the resurgence of Benefer. <laughs> like all of us were scared <laughs> for him because he doesn't seem happy. He seems incredibly upset all the time. He, at the Grammys, at the Grammys, like two seats from Lizzo and Adele, and he could not look more depressed. Also, that Super Bowl commercial with him, it just seemed to reinforce that he is um, not happy at home. Yeah. He's literally working at a Dunkin' drive-thru. Yeah. That's the most joy I've seen in his eyes in a long time. <laughs> a long time. He is a vibe himself now. He is a vibe. And it's not yeah. good. He's a that- back tattoo vibe. <laughs> He's a divorced dad back tattoo he's a vibe. He's bad. Yep. Some kind of Celtic back tattoo. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ben Affleck in the J-Lo relationship vibe is very different than oh, even another yeah. Ben Affleck vibe. Yeah. It is. It's like what it's happening is I feel like it's <laughs> reflecting really bad on her because it's starting to make her look like she really controlling or something. Cause why is he this like sad? that commercial? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's reinforcing that idea that she is driving this hard. Yeah. Which we this know. is where you've been going. And you said you've been going to work and he's yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. And then they're like, did they make this a commercial? So no one would find out that was Ooh, actually right. happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he, does he actually go to Dunkin Donuts? Yeah. Every day. To escape home. I feel like he does. I think I think you might be right. Well, when he was dating Anna de Armas, they literally yeah. walked to one every day. Um, and they were always seen, but they were always laughing. Imagine that. There was so much laughing between mm. the two of them. And that laughter seems to have dried up. <laughs> I don't know. I think what happened is he's trying to hold on to a vibe and he held on too long. Yeah. And now here you are. Yeah. So the vibe is no laughter now. Yeah. You're no laughs to be had. <laughs> yeah, this is over for you, bud. You're just, this is what happened. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so talking about the more negative vibe or yeah, a lower yeah. vibe, what mm-hmm. kind of feeling will make you leave a room immediately? Um, if someone wants to perform. <laughs> and I'm thinking of like the Kristen Wiig character from oh, SNL. Don't, don't make, make me sing. sing. <laughs> if we've got a character like that in the room... Mm. No, it is all done. It's done. If there was a good vibe, that vibe is ruined. It's I should have Irish goodbye a long one? time ago. Yes, yes. I'd like to up your ante one. Oh, and say someone who wants to perform and make others perform. Oh, that's that is that is a hellish hellish vibe, a hellscape vibe. 
when I say perform, I don't even necessarily mean like actually sing or perform. You know, there's some kinds of people that like they have to be on display and they have to tell the stories and they have to be mm-hmm. very like in control of the moment and they have to like they have to be in control of the vibe. Yes. I cannot handle that. No. Because that vibe is always very frenetic. Yes. It's a bit, like over energetic. Too much. It's way too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't respond well to people like that. No. I'm learning more and more to remove myself from those situations. Smart. Smart. And to avoid them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can't. Sometimes no. that's a surprise vibe. Th- yes. No one wants a surprise vibe. Those are that's the worst. Yes. Because then you've hijacked the vibe. You have. You've surprised me and now I feel like I'm in a kidnap type vibe. Exactly. I am in a hostage vibe. Yeah. I don't want to be in a that's hostage vibe. That's not okay. Vibe. Not when I came here willingly and exactly. now all of a sudden I'm in a hostage vibe. Right. <laughs> no. And there's no. no Stockholm syndrome vibe. This is straight up I am a hostage and I don't want to be. Yes. Get me out. I don't need to hear this or see this or witness this or help you build whatever ego you're building in your head. I need out. I need out. I need out. And listen, I appreciate creativity. I appreciate artisticness. That goes without saying. I appreciate comedy. Yes. I appreciate all of it. This is not what we're talking about. This is not what we're talking about. There's a very particular kind Uh of performative nature Uh that's Uh just too goddamn much. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not the vibe I want. I want my sitting vibe where I'm optimal volume. No one is um, performing and I I get to leave when the vibe's still good. Yeah, that's exactly right. Thinking of so many instances right now in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, like I I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yep. What else can you do? This vibes that cannot be named. (laughs) Yeah. Like Voldemort. Voldemort. He's a vibe. He is a vibe. Ray finds his vibe. Oh. Ray finds in the menu. That's a vibe. Vibe That is a vibe. That's a vibe. Again, we're using the word vibe so much that it's lost its meaning. But maybe it's also come back around. Oh, I think so that you understand. Because if you don't understand that Voldemort's a vibe. Yeah. I mean, what are we? Pedro doing? Pascal is a vibe. Pedro Pascal is a vibe I could live in for yes years. He's dreamy, so dreamy, and it's so, so funny. funny. His laugh, so contagious, yes, so contagious. Ugh. Yeah, he was a delight. You sent me a wonderful interview with him on Seth Meyers. Yes, at, shortly after his <laughs> SNL gig, and then when they were talking about how that skit was going to be cut with the steak. Yes, the lady from Lisa Temecula. Temecula. Yeah, yeah, Lisa from Temecula. Yeah, and then they said, "No, give it one more chance." I mean, I just loved everything about that, and that that whole mushmouth one was just an accent just he him. does because it's funny. It's one of those times, yeah, you could tell where like everyone was enjoying themselves. And yes, everyone liked yeah. the host. Yeah. And they were like, okay, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah. Look up that interview if you haven't, because it was wonderful. I can include that too. Especially yeah. if you watch the Pedro Pascal hosting of SNL. Uh, yeah. And if you haven't, I don't know what you're doing. You got to yeah, do that. Got to go back and do it. Do that. I Mandatory. mean, obviously finish this listen first right but then after that when you're still thinking of vibes that whole episode's a vibe it's a vibe you gotta go for you're it you're gonna love it so speaking of vibes vibes what's your first book so okay. again our theme is about vibes it's about stories with particular vibes mm-hmm. or where the vibe is like a large element of the story yes okay so my fiction pick is called we could be heroes Ooh. by mike chen and it came out in 2021 and jamie doesn't know who he is 
He woke up not long ago in an empty apartment with no memory, but he's realized pretty quickly that he has an ability to read other people's memories and to erase them. So he uses that to hold up banks. And not for a lot of money. He just goes in to get money from the bank to buy himself some coffee and and, and buy some cat food and, and buy some books. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm all for this. Yeah, because there's a lot scarier things you could do with right. that. So he can go in, he can talk to the people at the bank, he can access their memories, realize like what might get, you know, connect them and then erase the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. So that's Jamie. Zoe also doesn't know who she is. She recently woke up and she realized she has super speed and strength. And she's using that to deliver fast food. Like for an Uber Eats situation, really okay. fast, and get those ratings because she is super fast. Wow. Right? Okay. So she's doing very well. Yeah. But they're struggling because none of they don't remember like what, what has happened to them. Why right. do they have these powers? Why do they not remember anything? So they go to a memory loss support group and they meet each other at okay. this support group. And their stories are so similar that they realize they might be able to help each other and maybe figure out what happened to them and how they got their powers and and what they might do with them. Um, So they're getting to know each other. They're getting to know their powers. They're thinking about how they might use those powers a little bit. And then soon a threat emerges and a past comes back to haunt them. And they have to rely on themselves, but also each other. And I don't want to say much more because there's lots of fun twists and turns. Like there's a superhero route, but there's also like just very practical, like I'm robbing a bank for cat food kind of route. Yeah. Okay. So I chose it for this theme because, you know, we live in a superhero world. Mm -hmm. We've got the MCU. We've got DC movies. We've got all sorts of approaches to it, too. We've got funny like Thor Ragnarok movies. We've got like super dark pathos movies like the recent Batman. We've got like realistic movies. And this, this book, it feels like it fits in with that sort of superhero vibe, but also extends it. Okay. And at the same time, I think we as people are increasingly looking inward, right? Like Mm -hmm. our vibe is trying to figure out how to be ourselves, how to be vulnerable, how to trust ourselves, how to trust each other. And I think oftentimes that's a major metaphor of superhero stuff mm-hmm. too. And does and this book does that so well. It really covers off on that vibe. So the book is fun, it's touching, it's a whole vibe. It sounds like a vibe. I was also, kind of all in. That line is from a David Bowie song. Wow, look at that. I mean bring in a David Bowie vibe. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. This might be one of those, you know, like you said last week with your book, it might be a good like post book hole. Yes. Book. Yeah. And we need yeah, those. We need yeah. those. Yes, yep. absolutely. Well, I for my fiction pick this week, I'm gonna recommend The Writing Retreat by Julia Bartz. Ooh, this sounds sinister already. It I does. don't know why my mind went sinister for writing retreat. Obvious reasons. I was gonna say, wait. No, now I know why. No, yeah, 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 I know why. Know yeah. why. Yeah, 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 yeah. So honestly, before I even get into the story, you can tell there's already a vibe, right? A total yeah. vibe. Okay. So this was just published in February of this, so February 2023, um, by Julia Bartz. Like I said, debut novel. And I can tell you there better be more coming from her because it's a delight. So we meet Alex right away. She's this struggling author. Like she writes in her free time, but she has to have a job to pay the bills. And she hates her job. She hates mm. this. She's an assistant to this lady and it's awful. Uh, and 
she loves writing, but she hasn't really been writing or felt connected to it for about a year since her and her best friend, Ren, had a falling out. Oh. Um, and dur- But during before that, but during the time that they were both still connected, they both applied to be a part of this writing retreat that's really exclusive. Mm. It was supposed to only accept four people, four women, and it's from run by their favorite author, Rosa, who's a private very, you know, reclusive, okay. feminist horror author. Ooh. And she has a ton of bestsellers to her name. So they're like, I mean, to get... Sounds great. Alex credits her yeah. with like helping her through a lot of hard times just from reading things and giving her a love of writing and, and opening this side of her. So she's like, oh, I'd love to get in. Well, she's assuming she didn't because they haven't heard. Uh-huh. And there's been this huge gap between the applying and letting anyone know, like there was all these problems. So just as she thinks like, this is all terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm in this rut. She finds out she's accepted to the retreat. Mm. So a couple problems present themselves right away. First problem Ren also got accepted mm. because someone dropped out. They weren't actually first round pick. Somebody dropped out and Rosa couldn't decide between the two of them. So she brought them both. Oh. So there's three other women as well. So there's going to be five of them okay. on this writing retreat. It's going to be hard to avoid Ren because yep. there's only five of them. Uh-huh. The third problem, it's for a month. You are going to go stay at Rosa's mansion that's in this tiny town way out in a field that is rumored to be haunted with basically no no, no, no. cell service and very spotty Wi-Fi for a month. But like, oh my gosh, it's this author. It's supposed to be amazing. She's going to help you with everything. I mean, how could you not get published after this because she's so famous and she... So everybody's like, you know, you got to do it. The fifth problem is that the (laughs) first night when they get there, Rosa announces at dinner that they are going to write a full novel while they are there. And it is cannot be one that they've been working on. It is a brand they new idea. They each have to write their own novel? They each okay. have to write their own novel. In a so month? In a month. Holy shit. So they're going to have a word count. They have to meet every day. Oh, God. Because they have nothing else besides the meals and some group time. And then they're going to critique everybody's stuff every day. Oh, And God. they're also going to have one-on-ones with Rosa. This feels like military precision plus terrible egos. Yes. Yeah. Because if you don't meet your word count, you get asked to leave. Damn. So the stakes are high. And that's when pretty much everything goes to shit. Okay. Like things start happening that are weird. Rosa starts throwing off a really weird vibe. They start all wondering how they got picked, why they're there. What exactly is her story? There's... But at the same time, they're all writing and they're writing well and they're getting all this great stuff. Like Alex feels pushed in ways that she hasn't been pushed and she's been inspired and she has all these new ideas, but there's all this weirdness with Ren still. And all of this is coming to a head. So I can't say much more without giving anything away, but I can tell you this is so engrossing and dark and psychological and it has so much to say about like the writing process and dealing with other people who are in the writing process. But the whole book is a vibe because right away you're secluded you only know these characters they don't have any access it's you feel wrapped up in it and you feel their like tension and their anxiety about this word count and you feel the tension and anxiety when critiques are being done and it's weird and it's just the vibe is like i can't quite figure out what it is all the time but you know something's up Mm -hmm. something's afoot and so i the whole way like that's kind of building the whole first half of the book and then the whole second half of the book is realizing 
what that vibe actually is. Oh, boy. And so, so fun. What a great ride. But also just, it was so dark and I loved it. It was really good. I immediately thought of another book that we've talked about that's another vibe, but kind of similar, Bunny. Yes. By Mona Watt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that re- I, yes. I had those flashbacks too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the horror of being in writing groups. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was. Which can be horrible. Whole, yes. So bad. Be a certain vibe for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a good one. And then think about in such an intimate setting, you're with someone oh. who you have distanced yourself yeah, from. History. And yeah, it's. Woo. Is there an author that you would go to a, a remote, secluded cabin to follow? Sarah Weinman, probably. Oh, yep. And see, that's the danger. What if she was starting a cult out there yeah. and you were like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Fine. I'm sorry. I got to go. I know. Because I just found out that she has another anthology oh, coming out in no. July and another book coming out next year. She is so prolific. She's so prolific. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm obsessed. And so, hmm. yeah, it's a problem. I could see that. Yeah. What about you? Well, I think maybe Mona Watt would yeah, be one for yeah. sure. Because I, I could get on board with that too. Yeah. 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 She could easily lead me astray. Mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood could too. Yes. Oh Margaret boy. Margaret Atwood. Mm-hmm. And that idea of like being chosen too. Like yes. if that person that you admire so much mm-hmm. reaches out and chooses you for this opportunity, you could immediately like ignore so many red flags. Well, and they're gifting you something very elusive because yes. everybody knows she's so popular. Yeah. And, you know, her writing is so popular in this book that like they're not wrong. They're all going to probably get something published yeah. just because they went because it was a huge deal that she decided to do the retreat. And then the process took so long and people are like, oh, this is fascinating. They want to see what comes yeah. out of there. So it's almost like you're getting a fast track. If you can do this for the, a month, you're getting a fast track that no one else gets. Which is so intoxicating. Right. Yeah, it'd be so hard to turn down. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Excellent. All right. So for nonfiction, I've got a book from an Australian author Ooh. named Sam George Allen. And her book is called Witches, What Women Do Together. <laughs> <laughs> I I had to raise my voice for that. I like it. Um, And this came out in 2019. And this is all about what happens when we ignore the central tenet of patriarchy, which is that other women are competition. Ah, yeah. Okay. We've talked about this Mm -hmm. so much. So much of media, of Mm -hmm. culture, of everything is how women cannot be friends with other women, Uh that women can't trust other women, Uh that we have to compete for men. Mm -hmm. We have to compete for a seat at the work table, the only seat available. Mm -hmm. We have to compete with other moms. Mm -hmm. We have to compete on a beauty scale. Like it's Mm -hmm. always pitting us against each other. Yep. And it's so easy to fall into that. Mm Mm-hmm. But Sam George Allen, the author here, she looks at what happens when women ignore that and when they work together in all areas of society. So she's looking at workplaces. She's looking at industry. She's looking at social groups. Um, and in the book, it's organized around all these different, like, different groups and mm-hmm. what's happening in that group when women are actually helping each other and working together towards a common goal and how it refutes everything that patriarchy tells us. Yeah. 
So she's looking at like ballet troops. She's looking at convents. She's looking at girl bands. She's looking at an actual coven of Wiccans, witches. Wow. Um, and she looks at how these groups of women can provide much needed community and sisterhood, but also change the world mm-hmm. too. Like she looks at a group of female farmers who are changing the way that food is grown and distributed. And she's looking at online beauty communities that teach each other how to feel good in our bodies. There's so many interesting stories and so many things that might change your mind. And for example, there there was one section that really I haven't been able to stop thinking about because like we can often look at teen girls, mm-hmm. right? And whatever they're into these days, and we kind of just cast it off as frivolous, like mm-hmm. it's boy bands or whatever. Back in the day, it was Beatles. Back in the day, it was Frank Sinatra, you know, like yeah. everything that teen girls like, sure. we just kind of write off, uh-huh. right? But- Sam, the author, she says, that may be true, right? But think about what happens when teen girls decide that they like something. Like the Beatles blew up. Yeah. Frank Sinatra blew up. Boy bands become huge megastars. Yeah. Um, music is absolutely transformed. Products get this insane boost. Yeah. Our language changes depending on what teen girls are saying. Mm-hmm. And that's power. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge amount of power that teen girls have as much as we discount them yeah. and make fun of them, which is so fascinating to me that like, yeah, we had power and we didn't even know it. Yeah. And we're told that we don't have power. Right. So I, I chose it for this theme because, you know, I think working together and taking care of other women is a total vibe. Yeah. And it's a vibe that we need more and more, mm-hmm. especially as politics continue to strip away our rights. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got to keep that vibe going. And whether we call ourselves witches or whatever else. Yeah. Got to work together and ignore what the patriarchy tells us. I love that. Yeah. It sounds amazing. And it, like I said, it's organized into all these little like small essays about all sorts of different things. It's really, really fascinating. Oh, I love and, that. And I will say because the author is Australian, there is a sort of focus on Australia and that area, but it's also relevant to, to yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds amazing. I can't wait. Uh, my book, the second, the non, well, it's not nonfiction, it's short stories, so oh, it's other genre. Yeah. Um, but I picked it because this is a, a totally different vibe from my first one. It's a very satirical, funny vibe okay. in these short stories. It's called Big Time by Jen Spira. And this is a group of hilarious and satirical short stories. She was a writer for the Stephen Colbert show oh. and a frequent contributor to The New Yorker. And in fact, Stephen Colbert wrote the uh, foreword for okay. this. And it sets the tone, the vibe immediately because his foreword is so funny and out there. And you're like, okay, so this is going to be funny. This is going to be satirical, but it's also going to be thought provoking. Uh-huh. Like you just get it right away. And the stories do not disappoint. A couple of my favorites, there's a bride <clears throat> who's desperate to get a bride body, and oh, no. she ends up paying a huge sum of money and basically ends up in a cult. Uh, and, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, and the rest of what happens in that story is just phenomenal, and it's so funny, and it's so relatable. Um, there's a story that explores where the in- first influencer was, and if, if that was in the caveman era, what did that look like? <laughs> and. That is also phenomenal. I laughed out loud so many times during that story. Yeah. I mean, like, who ever thought of putting a bone in your hair for, you know. A teen girl, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Teen cave woman. Uh-huh. So there's another one that the title story, Big Time, 
is a very unwoke actress from the 40s mm. who accidentally ends up basically in the in the present like through a weird series of events with a plane crash she wakes up and she's in our time oh, no. and she's just trying to make it through the world and she's an actress so she's trying to make her way back to the top but with <laughs> the ideas from the 40s and nope. the way that people interact with her and how crazy they are but she ends up finding herself on the latest season of the bachelor and is trying to figure out exactly how she can exist in this world oh and exactly what's happening. Amazing. Just amazing. My probably one of my favorite ones in the whole collection has to do with Sherlock Holmes mm. and when you might swipe and get him as a Tinder date. Oh. And it is funny and delightful in ways you wouldn't expect i mean he's a vibe yeah that's an intense vibe it's an intense vibe the whole book is a vibe because every story is funny but it's also really interesting mm -hmm. and i i am enthralled by that type of writing i'm enthralled by humor writers that can write like short stories that are laugh out loud funny but mm -hmm. also kind of serve a purpose um and this whole thing that's this whole book i was it almost felt like you were reading like full flushed out segments from the daily show the Colbert. That's you know, awesome. like that's almost what it felt like. Like a long, long form SNL skit almost. Mm -hmm. So like I said, if you're looking for a little humor, this is great. You could skip around in it. You could read it. You know, they don't necessarily relate. So I just I felt it felt like it got some humor vibes exactly when I needed it. That's and a I think you should check it out. Excellent. Question for you. Yeah. Okay. So you know how we just said like Sherlock Holmes is a vibe, right? Yeah. And we've said that about probably a few people that we've talked about so far. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck is a vibe. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that we all have our own vibe? Do you yeah. think there's some people that don't have a vibe that are vibeless? But that's a vibe. That's a good point. A vibeless person is a vibe. What is a vibeless person? Are they just kind of bleh? Yeah. It's kind of a, it's like a vanilla pudding. <laughs> It's not bad. It's just not like... It's not going to knock your socks off. No, you're not going to wake up every day and be like, you know what I could use? Vanilla pudding. Vanilla pudding. Yeah. But sometimes you're okay that vanilla pudding's right. there. Sometimes right. it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you're like, that's the bland I want. That's the thing I need right now. Uh -huh. But most of the time it's just there and you're like... Hmm. We're more... We have better vibes than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're a vibe. Yeah. We're a vibe together and we have And individually. Vibes. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, each no, have I, vibes. We definitely have vibes. Yeah. And it's not vanilla pudding. <laughs> no. I need to think long and hard about what foods, food substance is my vibe. I know. I was trying to think that too. Yeah. Probably Oreos. <laughs> okay. How did you get there? I don't know. Probably Oreos. <laughs> okay. All right. I was trying to think of like vegan food that's unhealthy because that's my whole vibe. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Okay. It's like, All well, right. yeah, probably Oreos. I like that. All right. Uh -huh. Although I don't know if that's it. I don't think that's it. I don't it. think that's it. It doesn't just quite capture. That, no. Yeah. Mm -mm. It doesn't capture my complexity, Aaron. I think that you're, if we're going that route, I think you're the vegan ice cream sandwiches from Whole Foods. Oh, shit. Where there's like a little yeah. bit of all kinds of different textures and layers and things to discover. You're right. You know what you're, you are? What? One of those amazing concoctions that Haley makes. <laughs> I don't know which ones because she doesn't have anything vegan, so I haven't tried them. But I imagine uh -huh. that they're delightful with all sorts of different textures and, yeah, and palettes are. and everything. Yeah, she's complex. real good. Complex. Complex. you. I am complex. 
I know I might not seem like that. I might seem surface level sometimes, but I am complex. I don't think anyone that listens to our episodes would ever say you're just surface level. Well, I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Because some of the things you pull out, (laughs) like I listened to our episode from last week and you were describing your uniform for when you're going to be my hype woman. And then you mentioned (laughs) that you were just going to wear a headlamp and I lost it. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Just, just for fashion. Just for fashion. I just think it kind of gives the like, I don't quite know what to do with her, so I don't think I should mess with her. And that's a way to describe you, too. I yeah. don't know quite what to do with her. <laughs> yeah, but... that is my vibe. <laughs> but I think I'm going to not I'm going to stick around. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to yeah. cross her. Yeah. yeah. she's going to cut me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like that. I'm Still okay trying to define our, our vibes in our in our minds. But again, they're not always definable. No, they're not. They're not. Nope. That's what makes it a vibe. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, for pop culture, I've got a vibe and a half. Oh, boy. And it's called Yellow Jackets. Oh, I have got to watch this. It's a show on Showtime. Show on Showtime. Yeah, I got lost in the... Shows. Yep, got lost <laughs> in the shows. There's one season out. There's okay. another coming in March. Okay. So, in 1996, a girls' state champion soccer team mm-hmm. takes a flight to the national tournament. Okay. But the flight crashes in the Canadian Rockies. Oh, no. And 18 months later, some of them are discovered alive. Now, in 2021, a few of these survivors are now middle-aged women. Oof. And as the anniversary of the crash comes up, they're getting, just as they've done for many years, they're fielding more press inquiries. They want to uh, know, you know, yeah. press is always interested. And their main questions are always, what really happened in the mountains? And how did they really survive? And is there a chance they became cannibals? The long pause makes me think there's a high chance. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> So four women are sticking close to the party line. Okay. And the party line is this. We scrounged and we starved and we found a way to survive until someone found us. But each of the women, the adult women, they're a mess. They may show a good front to the world, but they are a mess. So the show is split between 1996 and 2021. Wow. We're watching what happens you know, over the course of time in 96, and we're watching, you know, some of the fallout here in 2021. We see the young girls finding ways to survive and things getting weirder and weirder as superstitions take hold and desperation, you know, makes them do things and secrets come out that have been hidden for a reason. We also see the older women fighting to keep some of those secrets and to keep their hold on reality. Okay. Now, I must mention the older women include Juliette Lewis, Melanie Linsky, oh, man. and Christina Ricci. Come on. They are nuts. They are bonkers. They are hilarious. They are dark. They are messed up. They are everything. Oh. And the younger versions of them, like it might as well have been them. Like they were chosen so perfectly. Oh, wow. And the way that you can see things happening over time and tie backs to, you know, who you were in the past Ooh. and who they were before the plane crashed versus who they were a few months later and who yeah. they were later and later. This show is so addictive. It is so darkly funny. It is so angry. It's so thoughtful. It is fucking weird. Ooh. And I love me some weird. Yes. And I chose it for this theme because this is a whole vibe. Yeah. 
And we didn't know that we needed a 90s era teen cannibal show with no. modern, you know, amazing women mixed in. But we did. Yeah, we, we did. needed this desperately. And because also, like, the 90s are still kind of a vibe in society. Yes. Right? And this channels it so well. Like, this is pretty much my age. The uh, whole title sequence is an entire vibe, like, sort of channeling 90s music. Uh, Like, it is, yeah, it is. Okay. I cannot express how much I love this show. So now is the time before the next season. Now is the time before the next season comes out. And I think the, the way that the season ended, it opens some, it opens it up to something even weirder like it's just gonna it's gonna get weird okay i can't i know i need to you've sung its praises so many times and i'm remiss that i have not done that yet all right well i'm this is a complicated vibe i'm gonna bring oh okay i'm gonna recommend for pop culture the watcher on netflix oh okay and i know i'm a little behind this trend it came out like a year ago or something but the reason that i said it's a complicated vibe is because i still don't know how i feel about it (laughs) And I, I was even you were talking about this on Tuesday, like yeah. the complicated feelings that you have. So many, and they got worse the further oh, oh, okay. it went on. Okay, and we finished it, and I don't, I still don't know how I feel. But then <laughs> okay. I started thinking about it, and I was like, I think that might be the genius of the whole thing. Huh? The whole thing is such a vibe that you feel swept up and gaslit the whole time. Oh boy! And okay. I realized that that's why it was so engrossing. I mean, Mike and I are pretty good about our bedtime because we like our sleep. And we get up early. And there was a night that we stayed up and watched three episodes in a row, putting us in bed past midnight. That's on a, not good. On a work night. And we watched the last episode and we were infuriated when we went to bed. <laughs> and then when we woke up, we're like, yeah, but it made us watch three in a row. Like we couldn't Oof. give it up. Yeah. So it's kind of that age old question of like how things end and whether, you know, oh gosh, it's good. Okay. So anyway, the story is Nora and Dean live in New York City and they decide that they want to move with their two kids and they need like they want them outside playing. They want some other things for them. So they move them into a new into a house in a very like sleepy, supposed to be super safe suburb. Like nothing ever happens there. No news ever comes out of there. Like just quiet. That's not the good start to a no, story. No. It's this beautiful old home, like huge estate. They're just they're so excited. So Right off the bat, we meet a couple neighbors, Mitch and Mo. And when I tell you that it the vibe is aggressive, it's aggressive <laughs> on a level I still don't understand right out okay. of the gate. Okay. They clearly do not want anyone moving into that house. Oh. And they are clearly pissed off because they share a property line and some of their plants have grown over the property line and they don't want anyone saying that that can't be. Because she's outside picking lettuce on his side of the property line he comes out one time he's like what are you doing she's like i'm picking the arugula that i grew and he's like can you pick it on your side or keep your plants on that side oh my goodness and she's like i've done this for you know however many years i'm not gonna stop it's it's so tension filled right away it feels unnecessarily dramatic yeah yeah but it was also like what's up with this lady like in a way that and he's like that too the the dean is kind of thrown off like what are you what and i mean star-studded cast we got naomi watts playing the mom um bobby cannavale cannavale there we go playing the dad we've got jennifer coolidge is the realtor which you could watch it just for her because great as always but also with the kind of sinister side in this which is amazing 
Um, and things just get weirder and weirder. We've got Mia Farrow playing the next door neighbor, <gasps> Pearl. Oh my gosh. Who has a brother, Jasper, who just shows up in their house sometimes. He's just in the dumbwaiter one day. In Naomi Watson, Bob. What? Yeah. Things, when you try to wrap your mind around this mystery, it is so weird. So all these things keep happening. But basically, the idea of it is that they get a letter the first day they're in the house. And it says, it's my job to watch this house. I've done it for so long. Um, And basically, I've got my eye on you type of thing. And it's signed the watcher. And it's like creepy, right? Very. They keep getting letters. And they kind of increase in creepiness. Like then they know their kids' names. And like, it's just so they're suspicious of everyone. Plus, on top of that, weird things keep happening. And it's making them go crazy. Like Dean's character cannot function. He's not functioning at work. He's just obsessed. He hires a private investigator. He's putting up security cameras. Like he has to solve this. And in the meantime, he's sort of ignoring his family or taking a lot of that out on them. So Nora is getting frustrated and is sort of caught between, yeah, I want to solve it, but also can we just have a life? And it is, it just gets weirder and weirder with every episode and it ends and you're like, what? And the whole thing is the craziest vibe because you truly feel as the person watching the show, as like, like I said, gaslit or stuck in it, just like they are, because you keep suspecting someone different and there's evidence always for everyone. And you just can't quite... You never feel settled. Okay. Okay. And that is a vibe. That is a vibe. It's a vibe. Unsettled. Unsettled, yes. Yeah. Vibey. It's Ryan Murphy that did it. Oh, boy. That is so a whole vibe. He it's is got a, like a campy element yep. like he does with his... It's not yes. as gory as like his other horror things, but okay. it's got that kind of campy. Like it could be funny, but it's also yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. And I think... I read a bunch of reviews after because I was like, what do I make of this? And I think a lot of people maybe mistook that vibe, like that kind of campy with that. And they were like trying to take it too seriously. And he sticks very, because it is based on a true story. Uh He sticks very loosely to that story. He adds a lot. So it was more like the inspiration for the story. Yes, that would be a good way to put it. And also he uses some other true crime stories. He uses some inspiration from those, but it's, I mean, when I tell you that a show gives a vibe, that is a vibe. Oof. If we were going to define vibe, uh-huh. I still keep coming back to this. Uh-huh. Ryan Murphy is a great one to describe a vibe. He is a vibe. And like blurring different genres, yes. like horror, comedy, camp, like because all of Because as soon as I say Ryan Murphy did it, you're you like, oh, it. I get it. You okay. totally get it. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard interesting things. Is there going to be another season? Do you know? I don't know. I guess I didn't look. I assumed okay. not because okay. of where it ended. But I see. Okay. It could be, I guess. I, right. There's a way. I mean, okay. I'm not saying that. So I know nothing about that really okay. is what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the vibe is unknown. Unknown and open-ended. <laughs> Just the way we like it. Uh, perfect. It's perfect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibrations. I was just kidding. You sounded like the sweaty balls girl. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Good vibrations. Good vibrations. We got good vibrations in the studio mm. today. Mm. I like those vibes. Yeah. Those mm. are great vibes. Great vibes. Great vibes. Yeah. You know what else is a vibe? Hmm. White rice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a way to describe someone's vibe. If someone is white rice, you get a you get a yeah. full idea of who they might be. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
Nothing against white rice. No, you can use it for a lot of things. You sure you can. can. Spruce it up real good too. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm not. I don't hate it. I'm not saying that. That's right. Anyway, well, do you see what just happened there with the vibe? We talked we about it. we talked about white rice, and the vibe went <laughs> to shit. The vibe went sideways. We're like, oh, we're both a little. Oh no! See, this is what happened. We didn't leave early. We enough. didn't land the plane. We didn't Get land out. the plane, so the vibe went wrong. It went wrong. So we're sorry for that. But we're sorry. In two weeks, we're gonna be back with a different vibe. A whole different vibe. A, a good vibe for vibe. sure. Obviously. Obviously. And maybe by then we'll know when to end it so that the vibe remains. Chances are high we won't, but that's part of our vibe. That's right. (laughs) And in the meantime, happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they are coming out of me, and... Talk to me. I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just. It's just fact. <laughs> and because now this is this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.